Welcome to Relationship Workout for Many, a podcast dedicated to helping men be intentional in choosing a better partner and being a better partner for the person they choose. Season 14, Episode 2, Hang With Your Wisdom. In this episode, we'll discuss Relationship Workout Communication Skill Number 1, Hang With Your Wisdom. As discussed in Season 1, Why You Should Care, at a high level, as a guy, you would do well to commit yourself to relationship excellence, a commitment to intentionally being the best partner you can be. And in season two, Your Mind, we explored how staying in the present moment can help you in maintaining this commitment to relationship excellence, even if the life situation before you is throwing daggers in your direction. Regardless of what's going down, you're all about cooperating with an all-about-we approach to the relationship, trying to fairly resolve whatever issues are on the table, as we discussed in Season 7 on kindness. Of course, this is easier said than done. Sure, in times of calm, we can talk all about being all about fair cooperation, but it's when the shit hits the fan that we really get tested. And when the room is starting to funk up something terrible, the first question becomes, are you hanging with your wisdom or are you dancing with your demons, as we discussed in Season 2, Episode 7? In other words, are you really ready to engage in a challenging conversation? The thing is, if one or both of you is triggered, then it's going to be exceedingly difficult to have a fruitful conversation about, about the issue. For instance, let's say she's triggered and calls you a complete idiot or ass for saying or doing fill-in-the-blank, whatever, whatever she's upset about. How do you respond? If you get triggered as well, then you might retaliate by saying something like, well, you're a complete bitch for saying you fill in the blank. Or you might get defensive with a defiant, I didn't do that. Or you might just ignore her altogether. Well, it doesn't take a relationship guru to know that none of these triggered responses has a high likelihood of moving the ball forward to getting this issue resolved. But how do you know if someone is hanging with their wisdom or dancing with their demons? Here are 14 ways to keep in mind. 1. If you're hanging with your wisdom, then you maintain a peaceful state of mind that is reflected in calm breathing. Versus, if you're dancing with your demons, you find yourself breathing erratically with a mind that is racing uncontrollably. 2. If you're hanging with your wisdom, you're all about honestly talking to all the facts to gain a better understanding of what happened versus self-selecting and distorting the facts to build your case in an attempt to win and be right. Three, if you're hanging with your wisdom, you assertively express your point of view while remaining open to changing your mind when you hear new information versus using power plays such as yelling, threats, and rages or intimidation to win. Four, if you're hanging with your wisdom, you truly let go of the issue if it's determined the issue isn't worth fussing over any longer, versus using passive weak anger plays such as crying or giving the silent treatment in an attempt to win. Five, if you're hanging with your wisdom, you take ownership and responsibility for your contributions to issues, versus blaming her for what's wrong or denying anything is wrong at all. Six, if you're hanging with your wisdom, you listen to her because you generally want to know her point of view versus not listening to her at all because you don't really care about her point of view. Seven, if you're hanging with your wisdom, you validate her feelings versus devaluing her feelings. Number eight, if you're hanging with your wisdom, you see her as part of your relationship team versus approaching her as an adversary. Number nine, 
If you're hanging with your wisdom, you're compassionate towards your partner's situation versus negatively judging her and her point of view as somehow being wrong. Number 10, if you're hanging with your wisdom, you don't feel a need to be in complete control of your partner versus attempting to control the situation to maximize your position or inflict some level of pain on her. Number 11, if you're hanging with your wisdom, you respect that your partner has a point of view and don't take this point of view personally versus getting defensive when accused of a wrongdoing and focusing more on proving your innocence. 12. If you're hanging with your wisdom, you have the ability to see things as varying shades of gray versus seeing things as black and white. 13. If you're hanging with your wisdom, you show respect for your partner versus often putting her down. And number 14. If you're hanging with your wisdom, you want to be the best partner possible versus if you're dancing with your demons, you frequently want to have things your way. It's your way or the wrong way. Put simply, it's really important that both people hang with their wisdom to have an effective conversation. If one or both of you is dancing with your demons, then expect a challenging conversation or even a full-on fight. Watch out as ego can be in complete control as the conversation slash argument becomes all about winning, controlling, and being right. It basically feels like you're at war as you negatively judge your partner for having a different point of view. That said, one way to tell if a person is dancing with their demons is to observe if he or she has become defensive, taking the issue and what's being said personally. Put simply, it's important not to get defensive. Staying open, curious, and receptive instead of going on the defensive is crucial to hanging with your wisdom and working as a team to find fair resolution to the inevitable dilemmas. When people become defensive, their ability to problem solve drops dramatically as all thoughts and energy are devoted to self-protection and getting their way. Ever see an adult act with the emotional maturity of a child? At a high level, defensiveness feels like a need to protect ourselves from the other person. At a deeper level, however, defensiveness is about trying to protect ourselves from the extremely uncomfortable feelings that the current life situations create inside us. At still a deeper level, defensiveness is about protecting our egos, exposing any uncertainties we have about ourselves. For example, if your lover calls you stupid, then you might get defensive and name call back. But why? If you're secure in your self-esteem, then why not think she's entitled to her point of view? If this happens to you, try asking her why she thinks you're stupid. Who knows, by staying receptive, you might find ways where you could do better in the relationship, or you'll find out that there has been a misunderstanding that could use some clarifying between the two of you. What is so sinister about defensiveness is that you might think your defensiveness helped you navigate through the current life situation. For example, let's say she tells you she's unhappy with your sex life together. You respond defensively by saying, fine, we won't have sex anymore. Case closed. But has the real issue been resolved? No, not at all. All that was left in the wake of the defensiveness is a partner who feels even more alienated, a path to further misery together, and in this example, an MIA sex life. In her book, When Words Hurt, How to Keep Criticism from Undermining Your Self-Esteem, Mary Lynn Heldman lists four things not to do when you're feeling defensive. One, don't defend. Don't go over the top defending your innocence. 
If you're innocent, then calmly and simply state the relevant facts in support of this innocence. Two, don't deny. If you did contribute to the issue, well, then fess up and apologize. Number three, don't counterattack. Approach your partner as part of the same team and not as the enemy. Maintain your calm and again, stay with the facts, regardless of how she might be treating you. And number four, don't withdraw. As men, when our partner is in fight mode, often we just want to get the hell out of there, either physically and or mentally. Of course, call a timeout if you're at the risk of losing it or she has completely lost it to her demon's control. However, stay in the difficult conversation as long as you're actively hanging with your wisdom and think there's still potential for further understanding to be gained. Bottom line, when you feel yourself becoming defensive and taking things personally, then it's extremely helpful to do a full stop and start breathing. Don't re-engage until you have some level of peace of mind and can work from a place of wisdom. So that's relationship workout communication skill number one, hang with your wisdom. Next, we turn to relationship workout communication skill number two, set the cooperative intentions, the topic of our next episode. Mm -hmm.